Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange yet again with two special guests today. We've got a trio on the pod. First, Brian Gold, Senior Director, Solutions Engineering. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. We've wanted to get you on for a while now, so good to have you here. And also, welcome to Beth Arneson, our Strategic Flashblade Program Manager, and also going to be shedding some details about pure validated designs, which is why we're here today. Beth, welcome to the Pure Report. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Beth, talk a little bit about your journey. When did you join Pure? You're kind of a long timer here a little bit, at least from what I know and uh, what you're currently doing and, and how you kind of got to Pure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started at Pure in 2015, so it's been about five and a half years now. Started in the sales organization um, as an SDR, cold calling prospects and customers alike. Um, then I managed the team, uh, ran our global account program for a little bit, and then um, somewhat recently moved over to the Flashblade business unit, working on a number of strategic programs, one of which is this pure validated design initiative um, that I'm super excited about. Yeah, uh, super excited about that. It's great. Um, well, welcome. We'll, we'll get more into what we're doing with, uh, with PBDs, and I know you're spearheading that. I just want to hear a little bit. Brian, you go back also pretty far in the, uh, in the pure journey, early days of Flashblade as well, and now you're running kind of a, a, a cross-functional solutions engineering team, looking at ways that we you know, build solutions across the portfolio. But uh, how'd you get into the whole pure thing? Uh, yeah, so in the middle of 2013, I got a phone call from uh, a venture capitalist, uh, Mike Spizer, who was on the board at Pure and was a founding investor in Pure and uh, made a pretty compelling pitch that this was a, a rocket ship that I uh, wouldn't want to miss. Yeah. And he was he was right. And uh, <laughs> so I, I joined to help start what is now called Flashblade. It was originally a kind of stealth mode project inside of Pure. Uh, helped build the early engineering team, wrote a bunch of software, uh, was involved in a lot of the system architecture for Flashblade. The last couple of years have really been out with customers a lot, um, understanding how they're building next generation applications on both Flashblade and Flash Array and other parts of our portfolio. And you know, I have a real passion for not just the products, I'm very passionate about the products here at Pure, but I have a, a, a strong belief that you know the, the the great magic of the next few years will come from how customers integrate these products into their application stacks and what they can do with it and that's that's what my my team uh, looks after here at pure is kind of the portfolio level solutions that take our products and combine them with various platforms and applications to to build you know new outcomes for customers and it's a super dynamic space with all the different, you know, now we've got the Portworx acquisition and various other technologies that are there. But let's build on that a little bit more, you know, since you spent the last couple of years talking to customers, um, what are those big challenges that you see, right? There's a lot of migration projects. There's a lot of taking legacy and moving forward. But I think there's also a realization that there's a lot of new technologies that are needed to bring on board to stay competitive in industries. But if you look at that, what are, what are kind of common themes that you keep hearing yeah. that, are, that are challenges they're bumping into? Uh, there, there are two big trends and themes that I see across industries, across different customers. One is new kinds of data and growth in that new, you know, so this is machine data, IOT, like you can use every buzzword you can imagine. It's very <laughs> real 
Yeah. And the scale of those projects is scary at times from an IT point of view of just how large, right? We see all the, everybody loves to quote the, you know, the industry analyst projections of zettabytes of data. Yeah. I mean, there is some truth to that. There is truth to that. And it manifests in really complicated and high scale IT infrastructure at times. So everybody's trying to figure out how do they achieve those kind of business goals without drowning in complexity? That's one trend. And the other is just, frankly, simplifying. You know, hmm. The other big trend in IT infrastructure is how do we get simpler? Well, you know, whether that's uh, cloud migrations, whether that's you know, adopting new platforms, right? There's an element of just simplicity that uh, permeates, simplicity which creates agility, flexibility, and so forth, that permeates what uh, we hear from customers across the board. And I guess part of that simplicity is, well, why we're here to talk today about peer validated designs, right, which is we can go off and evaluate and look at the combination of technologies and applications as you've described. I mean, Beth, what is, you know, what is, give, it, give me the high level, the 50,000 foot view of, and we'll, we'll use PVDs interchangeably with peer validated designs here, so we don't have to say it every single time, but um, what's, what's the view on, on these, you know, I, I like to use the word blueprints because at a prior company, we kind of use that word but um, what's you know what's the level set on what we're doing with peer validated designs Beth absolutely so we in our technology alliance program we currently have two levels of certification we've got the partner ready certified and pure ready certified um, stamp of approval if you will those are both great they've been working really well and with PVDs nothing changes to that what we're adding here is this kind of elite um, highly acclaimed and, and special layer of certification, um, which is the pure validated design. And that's reserved for a very small subset of solutions that have been the most robustly tested, um, well-documented, um, and where you know all of Pure is saying, we feel absolutely confident about this solution um, in, in the form of a pure validated design, where we've put together a design guide and then a deployment guide as well. So um, consumers of these technical documents, we had partners or customers, um, could follow the deployment guidelines and have a successful implementation up and running um, within like an hour. Interesting. So we're investing the work in that. And I, I guess, I, Brian, I go back to you, right? When we talked about simplicity, where do PVDs kind of straddle the line, right? If there's a spectrum of you know, I'm, I'm an enterprise, I'm going to go do it myself. I've got smart people and I've invested in a staff versus I'm going to go hire somebody from the outside. Is the PVD kind of meeting the need somewhere in between that, right? Where we can empower staffs to speed time to deployment and, and do it successfully. Um, what are the trade-offs around that that you see? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, there is no one size fits all for how you get a, you know, a range of customers. Uh, you know, what we want to serve is, the customers, even if they want a build-it-in-house uh, model, this should serve as you know that guidance of the details of, hey, we've gone through enormous amounts of work in labs to, as the name implies, validate the deployment model, validate the design and architecture. We, we look forward, you know, customers should leverage that and leverage the the learning that we've we've had we want to make that available to them in an easily consumable fashion and so if you're building it yourself 
great, we should be able to accelerate, uh, you know, uh, key technical staff that are going through that design and deployment. If you want to have, you know, partners help, great, we can accelerate the partner's ability to help. So there's, there's something in this that really straddles that line between the DIY world and the folks that are looking for outside help. But the name of the game is accelerate deployment of, you know, sophisticated modern applications. But I, that's I really love that perspective. Um, you know, kind of hammers that point home. Uh, how did we get here, Beth? Like, what was the evolution for, you know, this idea? I know you mentioned, you know, partner certified and peer certified and the aspects of that previously. But how do we go from, hey, you know, we should go off and, and do this. And certainly, you know, we do validated designs with other technology alliance partners separately, but this is really a core within pure type of thing. Yes, absolutely. So these documents are tested and written within Pure, and that's what differentiates it from um, some of the other partner validated designs, which may not be. Um, as far as how we got here, so Pure's been around for 11 years now, which is crazy to think about, um, but perhaps even crazier is our NPS score, yeah. right? One of the highest in the industry. So we've, we've built something that, that works and works really well and customers love. So you know, for a while we've known um, one of our, our challenges is, is that if we say something to a customer, we actually mean it. And mm -hmm. that's not true across the board. So uh, we kind of have to do a little something to get customers not to just believe it, but to see it as well. And that's where everything comes, comes together um, full circle with the peer validated design. Um, and so as a, as a platform company, this is, really a great time. We've got Flash Array, we've got Cloud Block Store, we've got Flash Blade, so many wonderful um, products, but it's not any one product that makes a solution. Um, nor do you need to limit yourself to, you know, one aspect of call it block or call it file when you have a platform that could support so many use cases and is, is really robust in that nature. Yeah, I think really it, it, it all comes down to outcomes, right? I think that's what enterprises and, and companies are coming to us going, I need to I need to try to achieve X, right? Whether it's to create new services for value creation or I need to reduce risk and pay attention to ransomware or have really fast backups or uh, you know, I need to optimize cost. I you know, I have challenges with budgets and staffing. And so, you know, I think with a PVD, those are kind of things that we can help address with outcomes. Um, I, I'm interested, Brian, to what extent, like what goes into, and I, you know, you have to go into the kitchen sink on this, but to what, to what extent, what are we testing, right? What are we actually testing and validating within one of these solutions? So it's everything from the detailed software configuration, right? There's so many layers of the modern tech stack. So it's, you know, just to use a, a, an example, right? If we're deploying a large scale database application, you know, there's, layers from the networking infrastructure to the operating system configuration to the database configuration to how workload presents you know uh, requests to that database and how that manifests all the way through and through and it it it's our efforts in um, the technical validation front are there to identify potential gotchas of hey you know you need this setting on your network interface you need this you know, configuration uh, parameter for this database, but it's also uh, helps us get sizing guides across. I mean, no, no, there is no single answer for how do I run 
SQL Server on right. Flash Array, or right. how do I build a Vertica data warehouse on, on a particular platform? We have to be able to give models that have you know, experimental validation that say, well, if your workload looks like this in this range, you, you need this size you know, infrastructure between compute, you know, storage, networking infrastructure, and here are the dimensions to really focus on. All of that is back to, you know, how do we accelerate successful implementations for customers? Performance analysis takes time. Doing it well takes a ton of time and skill resources. And so for us, it's, you know, how do we do that roughly once in our lab, try to cover as much of, you know, the customer base as possible and help educate so they can leverage what we've gone through. Yeah, and I, I mean, you make a great point in that really the the options are endless, right? I mean, we, we really could get lost down a rabbit hole going to try to solve every possible aspect. So I think it's really about maximizing the, the main use cases and the ones that we see that are most prevalent and providing enough, you know, data and testing and performance validation and settings, right, to, you know, to really provide that, that confidence. And then, you know, I think there's a really interesting, and I think you, you, you mentioned it before, um, and, and Beth is, you know, this is something partners really can take advantage and leverage, right? I mean, they're coming to us and going, well, how do I use Pure, right? You have this great portfolio, as you mentioned. How do I use Pure to go identify a use case and then give customers confidence? What, what do you see the implications for partners, Beth? Yeah, so for partners, we, we envision partners being core consumers of these um, assets, in some cases, more often or more frequently than customers, just depending on their relationship with the customer and what their specialties are. Uh, for partners, they are also reducing the deployment time if they're going to be on the clock for um, deploying a configuration at a customer, um, which results in cost savings and ultimately a faster time to value, which is good across the board for everybody. Um, but another unique aspect about this for partners is from a managed services aspect. So if they know exactly what um, solutions they're going to be configuring, they can then uh, create managed service offerings as value add to kind of put the wrapper around these documents. And so we see that as a huge advantage and opportunity for partners as well. Yeah, and of course, we love when our partners lead with those, you know, types of services. But at the same time, we're also really investing and in, in building out um, our own, you know, professional services. I had Dimitri Falenko, who just joined on recently to talk about some of the new migration services. We're building things out around different applications. So I think you know, comment really quickly about, you know, how PS is going to fit into this, Beth. Um, yeah, so we rely on partners to deliver some services, and we also have our own, as you just mentioned. And so where Pure has our own, this is a really great seamless customer experience from thinking about, oh, what a great solution this might be to actually getting it, it done. Um, and so where professional services are available, we'll see that called out in the documentation to make it super easy to figure out where to go and how to get things done. Awesome. Yeah. And kind of designing those things in lockstep with some of the roadmap of opportunities that PS is building out is a, is a great opportunity. Um, Brian, I'm really curious about the, uh, the customer solution center, right? This is one of the things that's really opened up 
you know, opened up a lot of pure technology to customers, basically having this, you know, this experience where, where potential users can come in and, and try out. Are, are we building some of these PVDs? I know there's a roadmap and things are, you know, evolving in this space, but are we working on putting PDV, P, PVDs <laughs> into the customer solution center so that, so that, you know, people can come and actually try these out, right? Yeah, ab absolutely, right. If, if the fundamental tenant behind the PVDs is to simplify and reduce friction, there's no better way for us to layer on top of that than with the CSC. Right, where think about it. If you're if you're designing and deploying a multi-petabyte storage solution for a high-scale data warehouse, how do you build confidence? Mm. Right, As these are these are large projects that are increasingly you know considered mission critical. How do you build confidence that you've made the right choices? Now, traditionally, you know, you'll do a, a pilot, proof of concepts, right? We, we have and will continue to have customers that will do that, you know, for, for a long, long time. But with, you know, the goal of setting up the CSC, you know, the customer solution center and running it the way we do is to help reduce the friction for customers that want to pilot these, that want to validate on workloads that they can tune and, and, and study and really build confidence. And, so tying these things, you know, Taylor are really layering work in the in the solution center um, atop what we document through the PVDs mm -hmm. is absolutely part of our larger rollout plan. And there's a real, I mean, I'll have to give a plug for the CSC. There's a really talented team behind what's going on with there, with what they've built out and the support that they provide to, you know, not only our our sales teams and partners, but also to, you know, potential users when they come in and leverage. So, you know, great work by those folks. Exciting to see that PVDs are going to be leveraged within that framework. Hey, let's get to the exciting news, Beth. What are the PVDs? So we've gone this whole yeah. time, but what, what's the new, what, what are the first ones that are coming out hot out of the shoot? What are the first new PVDs that we can expect? Yeah, hot off the press. We've got a pure validated design for Vertica in Eon mode. Awesome. Um, that's using FlashBlade and then a uh, pure validated design using FlashBlade for Commvault uh, in the data protection space. So those are our, our first two inaugural PVDs and both have demo environments set up in the Customer Solution Center, the CSC lab that we were just talking about. Which is hot breaking news as we were just discussing yesterday or day before. So it's good, yes. to, uh, good to be able to have that for, uh, for this recording. Well, congrats on getting those out. And I know, well, there's more to come, Brian. What else can we expect? And again, this is where we can't get too roadmappy and maybe be too specific. But what are some of the key areas where we're going to see it? Because I know there's a number of these that are just gonna, we're just going to start churning out and, uh, and making available. What, what's, on the, what's on the roadmap? Well, you know, it's it's it, analogous and, and and you know highly correlated to where we see uh, high growth in the business and, and lots of customer demand. We've got database work that has been the foundation of you know kind of where people run tier one data uh, tier one storage systems for for years. This has been huge for us. So we're taking the massive accumulated knowledge of a whole bunch of folks here at Pure and rolling that into, you know, strong documentation. Um, over the last few years, we've built a large business in protecting data using a lot of the data services 
that exist inside of our products, as well as just the core capabilities uh, at a system level. And, you know, the Commvault PVD that, that Beth mentioned is the first of those that are going to be more um, that we're off working on. And increasingly what, you know, you'll see from us over time is that these are going to focus on portfolio level solutions where we've found great ways to combine, you know, not just one product from one business unit, but kind of across the, the portfolio where, you know, look at data protection. Um, you know, that involves you have some primary data somewhere that you're protecting. So yeah. how do we get that full, you know, deployment, you know, design and deployment model um, to go everywhere from, you know, how do I run my primary, you know, whether it's VMs, databases, et cetera, to how do I back it up? How do I recover it? How do I, how do I ensure I'm not uh, susceptible to certain forms of ransomware attacks? I mean, there are so many important trends that we feel like we've got and customers have been telling us uh, we've got great solutions for let's, let's, you know, help teach everybody how to do this at scale. How about cloud native and containers, which seems to be really hot. And of course, we've got the Portworks acquisition. I'm not implying that that's going to be in this framework, you know, right away. But um, that seems to be a space that pervades a lot of the, you know, solution use cases that, that we have. I, I assume that that's one you know, of the... Our, our business the last couple of years, uh, we've, we've seen really strong growth in cloud native applications that are being built in and around our technology. So whether that's a flash array, a flash blade in a traditional data center running containerized workloads, cloud block store, you know, running in public cloud infrastructure and with Portworx coming in to Pure, you know, we're looking at a massive expansion of cloud native applications. So you better believe we're, you know, gonna be doing more and more solutions work in all of that space. Um, and, you know, it's, Again, the same theme is gonna apply. Take what we've learned in our implementations, what we've worked with customers and partners and roll it into guidance that we find widely applicable. There are a lot of things that we've learned over the last you know, couple of years in the cloud native application space. So it's gonna fit perfectly well into this framework. And it actually sounds like a lot of fun. You got a lot of toys to, you got a lot of toys to play with, right? It is, if you want to call, you know, database technology toys, but that is, uh, that, that meets my definition. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking more about all that, you know, your, your comment about it being more of a, you know, cross portfolio and collaborative, you know, there's the, the data protection connects into the primary database, which increasingly we're seeing containerized, you know, usage at, at that database level. And, you know, it's just all the, all the different components connect. So it's almost like there's a, a sort of endless possibilities for what we can go do. And we're not going to try to do everything and boil the ocean, but really maximize on those use cases that people are asking us for solutions around. 100%. Awesome. Well, um, again, Beth, the big question, where do we want to send folks? Where can we go for more information around the pure validated designs? Yep, today there's a launch blog post that was published and uh, people can go there, which points to each of the individual pure validated designs. We're also working on a dedicated web page. So when we've got a few more PVDs, which we're hoping will be in the next couple of months, there'll be a dedicated website um, for all of the pure validated designs people can access. 
Awesome. Yeah. And I think we've got a little notation, right? I mean, we've got a little stamp that's going to be starting to show up on some of the documentation and the web pages when something is truly a PVD and we've done that engineering work and validated that you're going to be able to see that on the, on the docs. Absolutely. And, and kind of going back to the question you posed earlier about what's different about a PVD. Um, I don't think I mentioned that, but you know, some of the, the technical documents we have can vary in, in page length pretty considerably and, and the, um, depth and breadth of information, um, but you have no way of knowing until you start reading. So here we've got the PVD stamp. You'll see it uh, loud and proud, and it'll be on all of the PVD documentation. Awesome. Well, that's worth noting. So people know that going in when they find something. Well, thanks to both of you for, uh, for coming on. Really exciting. Congratulations to, uh, to both of you and your respective teams, right, for, for getting these out the door. I know it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of many, many hours of, of folks doing this work, but it's super exciting. Great news for our partners, great news for our respective customers. And uh, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. It's great. Yeah. Work. Yeah, let's do it again soon as, uh, as more of these things roll out or maybe drill into some of those. But uh, great to have you. And thanks, everybody else, for listening to this Peer Report podcast episode. Please tell a colleague, tell a friend, and we will keep great guests coming on the show like Beth and Brian. And with that, we will wrap for Pure Storage, Beth Arneson, Brian Gold. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. Now.